0: This is Whitley Strieber, and this is Dreamland. You've reached the edge of the world. Today we're going to be talking on Dreamland with Les Veles of the Opus Network. Uh, Opus is devoted to helping and uh, abductees and informing them and also understanding what is happening to people uh les is very accomplished in this field and has been doing this for many years as we'll find out this is one of a series of uh dreamlands we will have off and on over the next few months concentrating on the abductions and the abduction phenomenon because of what's happening in term in the wider world of ufology uh with the David Grush revelations and what are I think quite certain to follow more and we're getting we are at the point where we know now there are craft and materials out there and uh, that the are in the possession of the u.s government and presumably also the russians the chinese and probably others uh we also know that there are or we he, grush has suggested that there are bodies alien bodies or non-human bodies Which would be logical, because if you have crashed disks and nobody in them, you you have to wonder where they went. And so uh, now what's the next step? The next step is obviously us, the abductees, because we are going to be in the hot seat. People are going to be looking at us very carefully. And what they're going to find is, well, that's something Liz and I are going to talk about and how the support community can help the close encounter witnesses uh, bring this whole process into focus well les welcome to dreamland
1: thank you very much whitley i really appreciate the opportunity to be with you today and talk about this very important topic
0: yes okay let's let's start by uh you know less oddly enough I was talking to him before the show started. Has never been on Dreamland, and I've been doing Dreamland since 1998. And I could not believe that such a prominent abduction researcher has never been on the show. But anyway, this is mm. Les's first uh, first Dreamland, and it won't be his last, I'm sure. <laughs> Thank so, you, Willie. Appreciate it very uh, much. You also have written a book. As I, uh, mm. uh, uh, it, it is called the Unknown Other. Uh, the existential proposition of alien contact and we're going to be looking at that and also some of the studies that have been done but what I, I think this question I want to start with is where are we now with the abduction phenomenon because when I get the information from other close encounter witnesses it's really all over the lot I mean people are having such incredibly complex experiences and they're so varied so, so where are you <clears throat> overall with what is happening
1: yeah i think you know when you take a look at the uh the, the commonalities that uh, occur with these people it, it runs along pretty much the same lines you know as far as uh being taken through a wall or through the ceiling, uh, being brought up on a beam of light, being on a table, uh, being uh, probed and and, uh, uh, implants being done, uh, things of that nature, semen being taken, uh, eggs being taken. Uh, But having said that, it goes, as you say, all over the place as far as how those things, you know, finally end up and, and, and the, and the other factors that, uh, make this, uh, this, this thing, uh, incredible. I mean, it's not just the grays, it, it, it's orbs, it's interdimensionals, it's, uh, time travelers, it's our military. I mean, it, it it's, it's all over the place. And, and I think that, uh, uh, people talk about, uh, you know, as I said earlier, the the greys uh, seem to be very uh, dominant uh, factor in all of this. Uh, and then uh, orbs seems to be the, the latest thing that's going on. Uh, Tell us a lot more about
0: other... orbs in terms of the, it being the most recent thing going on.
1: Yeah, um, the the um, uh, people are talking about these these uh, basically. Uh, Uh, a a light source a a very like pinpoint light source which can grow to be larger um i've been involved with a with a woman that has done a lot of uh photographic work on on these uh types and she's blown up some of um, these orbs that uh, she's taken photographs of and it's it's incredible that you'll see a gray in the in 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 the orb itself like up Close, and then you'll see a gray back further. You know, looking in a different direction. It's like a portal. It's like a portal that opens up. And uh, this, this, this is uh, fascinating because uh, we we've been hearing about portals more and more lately. But the orbs seem to be a factor of that, uh, and these things uh, seem to also have energies that are sometimes helpful, and energies sometimes that are very disruptive to the human body. Um, so it, it's all over the place. I mean, there's many stories about people being healed after an a orb enters their body, and then there's other instances where it's just the opposite. They, they come down with a autoimmune disease. Uh, uh, one of the latest books on skinwalkers at the uh, Pentagon, uh, they talk about that in, in that book quite a bit, uh, the uh, health ramifications of these things uh, entering the body yeah. or being near right. the
0: body. People always ask me or often ask me, why haven't you ever gone to the Skinwalker Ranch? I say, <laughs> have you read the books? You're I'm not, not going, going there. there. Why would I go to the Skinwalker Ranch? I, <laughs> no. I attract this stuff like all. Oh, I don't think any close encounter witnesses should go there. It's right. A, it's it's got it's something going there that's not, not necessarily uh, good to take home.
1: No, um, not at all. The hitchhikers. Let's, let's they call talk them. about
0: the ones that. Are positive and that are mm-hmm. helpful because this is really what we need to learn mm-hmm. to to bring into the world because this has been a rough experience oh. for everyone I'm haunted to this day mm-hmm. by the fact that my semen was taken from me mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, because this is as I say this is my life sure. this is what I have to give this is the this is what I have to give to humanity not to somebody else took it right you know i've gotten past my anger and my fear and my disappointment and my confusion and a lot of us have because most of us how let me let me um let me go to an in another direction are there a lot of are you getting a lot of abduction stories because we're not on unknown country recent i mean Mm -hmm. just recently say a story some two weeks ago say someone i just got abducted is that happening so much now or not?
1: Yes, uh, I'm getting two to three people contacting our site daily. Daily. Um, daily. Uh, it, so it, they it are
0: is... still happening.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And 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 then a lot of it, too, is people that have come forward, you know, in their 60s and 70s that have said, I, I can't keep this bottled up anymore. I've got to tell somebody that this happened to me, you know, uh, you know, earlier in their lives. Uh, a lot of this has happened uh, you know, starting at childhood uh, yeah. in, in many cases. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it, it's it continu- most cases.
0: I think mostly I think the people who who don't remember their childhood experiences. I think that, I think it almost, I don't think, it, I don't know that it always starts in childhood, but I think it does a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I, one of ahead. the things, one of the things that, uh, you know, I uh, have come to think about more and more. And, and I think people will have a hard time with this revelation is the fact that uh I think we've all had experiences whether we consciously remember them or not. Um, absolutely agree. <laughs> oh, wow, that's great. Yeah, okay. I mean <laughs> it 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 and I'll tell you a little experience. I uh in the early days of of Opus uh this is when I was living in uh, San Jose, uh, California. Um a uh one of the support group meetings that I was facilitating uh A person said to me, I've seen you before. I said, where? At a UFO conference? No, no, no. I saw you on board the craft. I said, really? No, that's really interesting. And uh, so I kind of blew it off. And then a year and a half, two years later, uh, a totally different person said the same thing to me. I've seen you before. I said the same thing. You know, at a UFO conference? No, no, no. You were sitting on this bench naked. You were freaking out. And they told me to go over to you to calm you down. Well, at that point, I decided to go get regressed and uh, I had three separate regressions and uh, I found out nothing along those lines, but I had multiple past lives. Uh, and and so this reincarnation thing seems to be a, a factor that comes up in a lot of these uh, experiencers talk about the uh the non-human entities talking about the fact that uh, reincarnation is is part of the universal process
0: uh yes that's that's certainly been part of my experience too yeah i agree
1: and so, uh, again, after after a while, I, I was talking to another person in the support group, and they said, well, maybe this person actually saw you in a past life that you were abducted. <laughs> so uh, it, it can be all over the place on this thing. You know, once you start going down this rabbit hole, Whitley, uh, it has so many twists and turns that uh, it boggles the mind.
0: Well, you know, it's very odd that you suddenly kind of out of nowhere brought past lives up because we weren't even talking about that. But what makes it odd is I dreamed about past lives all last night. Oh, geez. (laughs) Why did you happen to bring it up? Do you have any idea? It just sort of floated into into the conversation out of nowhere.
1: Well, I I think it was because of the fact that I think, you know, uh, we were talking about uh, people having experiences, whether they consciously remember it or not. And so that was my situation. But the outcome of that was that I had multiple past lives. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my
0: dream was not specific about specific past lives. It was about... Mm. Talking to somebody about past lives, which I am now doing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just, so, this is such a wonderfully weird world, I love it in, a, in oh, many my ways. And, yes, and, because you know, it, it happens all, fairly often on this show that we end up with something like this, or the weird coincidence, or you mm-hmm. know, a, a, a synchronicity, or something. and So, this exactly. is exactly. Now let's go back a little bit and explore you a little bit more because Mm -hmm. this had to have started earlier. It you you didn't Mm -hmm. just sort sort of walk into Mufon one day and say, "Hey, I want to do this."
1: Right? Where where did you start with this? I I bet it started
0: somewhere in childhood. It did.
1: It did. I knew it. (laughs) It was I was eleven years old, living in Connecticut, and uh, it was uh, uh, dusk, uh, late October and uh, i was coming back into the house after feeding my dog caesar and uh, uh, i saw this object off to my right and it was basically an oval type object it was uh, not making any sound it was uh, whitish silvery in color and it was slowly moving along and it scared the hell out of me and i ran into the house and uh, by the time i got my father to come out uh, it was gone, of course, and uh, he said, Well, it's probably just a beacon of light reflecting off a cloud or something, you know. And of course, I didn't believe that, and so I went to the library shortly thereafter and picked up some books on UFOs. And of course, George Adamski was the big writer back in the late 50s, right? When, when this happened, and uh, so I really got into it f- for a while. But, uh, soon thereafter, you know, became an adolescent and, uh, girls became a little bit more interesting in my life and, um, kind of forgot about it and, uh, went off to college, uh, went in the service, got married. Uh, and in 1985, I, uh, moved out to San Jose, California and, uh, uh, picked up to San Jose Mercury News, and Stanton Freeman was coming to San Jose City College to talk about UFOs and the government cover-up. Well, that was like somebody threw a switch, and I said, I've got to go see him, and I did and he gave, you know, one of his wonderful presentations and on my way out, uh, there was in the foyer, there was a table set up by MUFON, the mutual UFO network. And, uh, they were talking about the uh, journal that they published. And, uh, so I decided to get that. And after a while that wasn't enough for me. And so I found out that they had a field investigator training course. And so I became a field investigator and, uh, all the cases, almost without exception, were not only sightings, but people were telling me that they had contact with non-human intelligences. And I was kind of a nuts and bolts kind of a guy back then. This is the early 90s. And uh, so I, you know, those first cases i was having a little bit of difficulty trying to grasp what was going on but after a while it became evident that these people were having some something going on in 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 their in their experiences and uh so, uh, one day, one of the, the people that I was working with said, did I know of other people? And I said, yes, I do. And the next thing I know, I'm facilitating a support group with a, uh, a parapsychologist that I knew that I thought should, I should have a mental health type of a person involved with the support group. Y- yeah, very definitely. And, uh, so, uh, uh. That that went on, and, and I started to hear incredible stories. And um, one day, a, a writer from the Monterey Coast Weekly paper uh, got a hold of me to do an interview. Uh, and he had contacted uh, MUFON headquarters, and they had given uh, uh, him my name. And uh, after this article came out, a woman contacted me, and this is where the story gets pretty weird. a woman contacted me and and said, I'd like to understand what's going on with my brain when I'm in contact with these off earthly entities. And I said to myself, well, you know, I I don't know how I could possibly help this person. Then she said to me that she was working with a emergency room doctor Don in Carmel. And uh, I said, really? And I had a doctor friend, uh, Dr. Eugene Lipson, uh, who was very interested in meeting other doctors interested in the phenomena. So. I convinced him, let's go down there. You can meet this doctor and we can, I can talk to this lady and we'll see what's going on. So we did. And as we walked into her home, uh, there was a picture on the wall and uh, this picture, she was standing on the back of a a vessel, uh, obviously in some kind of Caribbean waters. And I said, what's this all about? He says, yeah, down in the Caribbean and I was helping these treasure hunters. And I said, well, how were you doing that? He says, well, I was in contact with the captain of the galleon that had gone down. Wow. (laughs) Did she find anything? So I I believe they did. I did. But I I didn't hear the rest of the story because the rest of the afternoon she was talking to us about us. And and, and there was no possible way she could know these things. And what what had happened after a near death experience, she became very psychic and um, was able to, you know, all these things started to happen to her. And, and so uh, we came away that afternoon, and that's this is like 93, 1993, and uh, we decided that uh, we should come up with some kind of organization that's when opus the organization for paranormal understanding and support was hatched and in 1994 we officially became a 5013c nonprofit recognized by the irs which always cracks yeah, me up that's great <laughs> and folks you can find out
0: more about opus on um opusnetwork.org and you can also look over Les's book, The Unknown Other, there, and also, of course, on our website as well. Uh, and you can, let me let me just quote from uh, opusnetwork.org. I've had an experience. Now what? Well, they're here. You can push, push the request support button, and they're here for you. Absolutely. Uh, there are other groups, too, uh, out there that are here for you, but Opus Network is certainly one of them. Um, and... Now we're going to take a brief break, free Dreamlanders, uh, and we'll be right back. Very good. Okay, we're back. We're talking to Les Velez. Am I pronouncing your name correctly?
1: Les? Absolutely, right oh, on. Good. Perfect.
0: All right. Um, and we, you're talking about your own history in this, and I am quite concerned about what is apt to happen in. The near future, because we, we go from materials to intact craft to bodies to what is happening to these people? What are these people all talking about? And I don't think the media and the general public are prepared in any way whatsoever. And I, I think that we're going to, a lot of us are going to be under a lot of pressure. People are going to be ending up on radio and television, including people who have not had experiences and are claiming things that are not true or believe that they have had experiences that they haven't had or are very confused about them. And you add to that the, the fact that uh, the, the internet when when uh, Zuckerberg discovered that people click more on things that they make them angry or things they prefer and like than they do on anything objective he created a, a very fundamental change in the way we think and I tried an experiment on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. There was some thing on there, uh, Uh, a very controversial documentary being circulated on Twitter called what is a woman? And I thought to myself, I wonder what happens if I put up a tweet that is completely neutral on this subject, what will happen? So I I put up a tweet. A woman is a person with X chromosomes. What a person wishes to be is their own business could not be more neutral than that. Mm -hmm. Both sides screamed madly that i was against them (laughs) now you can't think that way and handle something as ambiguous and difficult and powerful and frightening as the close encounter experience but that is the way people have been taught to think by spending too much time on the internet Uh, so what are we going to do i think we all have to band together all of the different groups, the people, there's got to be a consensus among us. And I, I what do you, how do you react to these statements? Uh,
1: absolutely, Willie. I, I totally agree with you. I think that uh, th- this, the, the floodgates are going to open, and it, it's going to be dramatic. Um, one of the things that uh, we've been trying to do now is bring on more uh, mental health practitioners, more uh, hypnotherapists uh, to to uh, work with these people but as far as the uh uh social media it's 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 been one thing you know there's a good part of it and then there's a bad part of it and as you just brought up and and it's tragic because so many people can be hurt by this and you know all these experiences that people are having certainly in the beginning stages they're they're quite uh stressful uh Thank goodness most of the uh, experiences, the uh, majority after after a number of experiences, turn out to be a positive, uh, more of a spiritual journey. That's um, exactly what happened to me. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and then you still have a, a you know, percentage like 20, 25 percent that are still having a terrible time, absolutely terrible time. And it, it's, it's basically it's like here on Earth. We have good people. We have bad people. But the same thing is going on with these entities. We have some good ones and then we have some bad ones. Right. Uh,
0: well, that would be true if we went to another planet, too.
1: I mean, there'd
0: be some real, some trolls and creeps and also some good people, a lot of good people, probably. Right, right. But they would be be subjected to all, and they'd be trying to think of us as a single sort of entity. And I think that's a grave mistake. I think we're dealing with a lot of individuals here.
1: Yeah, exactly right exactly right and and you know there's some you know like the the bud hopkins and the david jacobs are you know it's all all negative and then you have stephen greer that's all positive you know it, it's a mixture it's and a then mixture. you have
0: us in the middle which are mostly yeah. the close encounter witnesses are saying hey wait a yeah. minute yeah slow down it's <laughs> it's not that way this this is uh you know we've got relationships and uh yeah i have a wonderful relationship with this with the presence now mm-hmm. i didn't always and in fact i i got into trouble with it uh, about a year ago while i was writing my last book and um, it wasn't unusual trouble i mean i've gotten into trouble like that with people <coughs> with regular people all my life i i have a tendency to do things that uh piss people off and i pissed <laughs> them off and it got real scary because it was really mm-hmm. weird mm-hmm. so i left the country and i went to england Oh so, wow. Because I couldn't uh, work in my in this apartment, I was it was mm. just impossible because uh, too much strange yeah. stuff was happening. Yeah. So I mean, you can't you can't write a book in a place where it's it's just jam packed with poltergeists and stuff. <laughs> you, know, you can't do it. Exactly. Exactly. But I want to go down another path now. Mm-hmm and we're going to get back to the orbs a bit because I think that's very important. And also I want to bring up hybrids in a, in a while, but I want to go down a, a slightly different path now. And uh, I want to talk about the, the uh, evolution of the experience it, because back when I started in the eighties, it was, it was total negativity. Bud was terrified and David was terrified Mm -hmm. and they had good reason to be. I'm not disputing that at all. I was terrified because I was listening to them, all these people telling me stories like about like what happened to me. And it was Mm -hmm. not fun. Now, how do we reconcile that with the way it evolved? Because I have, I now would not trade this for anything. I would, I'm so glad Mm -hmm. I'm in this. And I think to myself, well, what happened to my semen? Was there someone born somewhere? Mm-hmm. How is their life? Do I have children I don't even know? Sure. And should I, is this Stockholm syndrome, Les? Mm. Or is this valid uh, emotional position? Well.
1: It it well first of all, I as I mentioned earlier, I, I believe this is a spiritual journey that you, yes. you grow through this process. Um and then when 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 you stop having contact, it is like the Stockholm syndrome because people start to wonder why. Why did it stop? Now why aren't you coming yeah. back for me anymore? Um uh and, and so it, it's <laughs> we don't have all the answers that's the that's the big problem yeah. um uh, you know and there's a lot of conjecture about what 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 this all means and why it's happening but i think it's it's a process we're we're just not at the top of the food chain and this is a, a process that's been going on for eons it's universal and and uh uh this is how we grow this is how we evolve uh and uh you know uh Some of the studies that uh, have been going on, like with Gary Nolan and and, uh, looking at the brains of people uh, in the area between the caudate and the putamen, where there's a lot more connections with people that have these psychic abilities and uh, (laughs) telepathic capabilities. And and, and these people connect with one another uh, very easily. And. <laughs> if if you don't have that capability, you know, it's probably not means the end of uh, your your uh, family tree <laughs> so to speak. Well, you know, the thing is though that
0: people are going to you know, there's going to be a time when everyone wants to be an abductee and everyone wants to be a hybrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's already happening to an, a, an, a, an extent. If you go on TikTok, you'll find people are talking about being hybrids, but they don't know whether or not they're hybrids. I've met hybrids who were mm. uh fluently telepathic Mm -hmm. let me put it that way and i mean when you were around them you were in you were in they were in your mind and you knew it it Mm -hmm. wasn't it was not uh it was not hard to tell at all and then people tell me they're hybrids and that doesn't happen so are they really hybrids i don't know but there (laughs) are hybrids out there i'm sure
1: yeah and and you know david jacobs is one of his books he talks about hubrids that these these uh, entities are are look just like you and I you can't tell them apart uh they've perfected the process uh, evidently uh, you know in a major way um and and so is this something that is malevolent, uh or is this something that is meant to uh, you know evolve us uh, or, or and,
0: can we make it work for us even if it mm-hmm. doesn't basically care to do that right yeah yeah Yeah, you know one of the letters in my new book them is this is an incredible letter but it's not an unknown thing uh this guy was a soldier in um germany or somewhere he doesn't say where Mm -hmm. and he moved to off-base housing and he, he a girl who lived downstairs became interested in him and you know he was rather surprised because uh that doesn't usually happen. I mean, when I was a young man, it never happened except when I didn't want it to, but in any case, so they hit it off. They play backgammon together. They have a great time. Eventually it ends up, they make love. And after that, she wants nothing further to do with him. And of course, it's very emasculating to him because he thinks, Oh, she falls in love with me until we actually make love and then she's <laughs> she's gone. Oh, yeah. But she called him and told him to come down to her apartment. And he said to himself, "Okay, this is th- she's officially going to say it's over." So she says to him, "Sit over there." And she sits she sits under a light and she says to him, "I'm going to show you something and then I'm you're never going to see me again after tonight." And hmm. uh, he's mystified. Whereupon, before his eyes, she slowly turns into a gray hmm. and then back into the young woman. And jeez. Oh, That's pretty disturbing.
1: That
0: <laughs> hell, I mean, you say they look like us, mm-hmm. but I mean who, who in the world is, is walking the streets? I mean, we're gonna have the most asymmetric and inv- asymmetrical invasion you can possibly imagine. I mean, I just—I was flabbergasted by that
1: story, and it's not the first time I've heard it. Shape shifting is 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 part of the process, evidently, uh, that they're able to do those kind of things. Um, yeah, it's 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 scary. <laughs> you're right.
0: Well, exactly. And you know, how are we going to cope, Les? I mean, you're you're working with people who are who are actually beginning to cope fairly well. But what if what would you do if you're sitting across from an abductee and they slowly turn into a gray and then back into a human being? Then where do you go with that?
1: Yeah, it's well, you'd say, wild. you wild. Know, what what's your name, <laughs> really? <Right. Yeah. laughs> I mean these 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 are the things that uh, numbs the mind. You know, as far as yeah. uh, trying to figure out w- which direction you want to go, and there there's some. Uh, uh, things that we need to be very concerned about too, because, uh, now you're going to, you know, we have people in this country, and I'm sure around the world that would shoot first and ask questions later. Oh, and, yeah.
0: well, I think, uh, I think our military member already been doing that.
1: Yeah. So, uh, uh, it, it's, it's, and, and, you know, that, that you could just multiply that by all the people. If the revelation comes out, well, yes, you know, uh, these people are dealing with uh, the uh, the uh, non-human intelligences and uh, uh, we need to check them out to make sure that they're not aliens. <laughs> Listen, I've been there and done that. I,
0: b- believe me, uh, that I had some people in the intelligence community back in the 90s decide that I was an alien. Mm. And I had a hell of a time. I mean, they. I had to uh, finally call a, a guy in the... Uh, the uh uh in one of the senate intelligence committees that i was involved with at the time and to say to him get these people out of my street because i lived on a little short street Mm -hmm. and they'd filled the whole street with these cars from uh with uh license plates from ulster county i called a detective about it and he said well the, those license plates are all government. Those are all government cars, and that's why I called the guy on me And then mm-hmm. after I talked to the guy, about fifteen minutes later, the all the cars left. But damn, I mean, what mm-hmm. the hell do they think they are? Is going on here? They are they all? It, it, the, one of my fears is that the people behind the scenes might all be crazy. That they've been, <laughs> have already been driven crazy by this.
1: Mm. Yeah, it, it's a distinct possibility. Um, it's a it's a real. I don't know uh, phenomena mess. that uh, mess. Yes, that's that's a good word. You know, I think
0: we, I think us I- I- experiencers, and all of you who thank God work with us and are good people, are gonna have to circle wagons pretty soon, because uh, I can't imagine how how this is gonna go down. It, it, well, like, another problem is that, that I was talking to a lady the other day who's really brilliant one of the smartest people I've ever known. And, you know, she's a young kid and, you know, just unbelievably successful in business and just a very cool person and probably an experiencer, although that's never come up. And I was telling her about this story in the Atlantic monthly about the David Grush thing. And it's very disparaging, you know, they, they can't handle it. And there's now there's an article in the New York times and, uh, uh, they they obviously can't handle it. And she said, that's because it's competition for them. They, mm-hmm. These are people at the top of the food chain. These are the intellectual leaders and the elite. And they're feeling, Whitley, they're intimidated. And they're going to get very mean. And they're going to get very dangerous.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: don't forget that.
1: Yeah. That's that's a good point. That's a good yeah. point.
0: I thought so, too. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very insightful, the, the word competition. And yeah. we have, what we have to do is we have to say, this isn't competition. This is a journey. Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely a journey, a spiritual journey that we're on. Absolutely. Tell me about your spiritual journey. Well, it's, you know, this has been, talk about synchronicities and things like that, how, how, where I've gone through all of this. Certainly, you know, from the beginning, I was basically just a nuts and bolts kind of a guy, just really interested in how do these things operate, you know? and who's driving these vehicles and things of that nature. But after talking to these people that are having these experiences, which are phenomenal, you know, people being taken and come back with healing capabilities that they never had before. I was talking to Robert Salas and his wife at the uh, MUFON symposium a couple of years ago in Las Vegas. And I had done a presentation to an experiencer group and they were in there and they, came up to me afterwards and said, can I speak to you? And found out that both of them together were abducted and that she came back with this healing capability that she never had before. <laughs> so for me, under, I mean, healing capabilities, um, all uh, psychic abilities, telepathic abilities, um, so many different things have opened up my eyes, my brain, uh, to accept a lot more than it ever had before. And what we found out in so many cases, it, 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 it predominates is that they come back with the a worldview change. And my worldview has changed as well. You know, we need to be better stewards of the planet. We need to be more loving. We need to be better to one another. These are all wonderfully positive things that, uh, people are talking about after they had these experiences and i've you know again consciously i don't recollect any of those but i've been put into this position this is my mission to to help people and 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 try to give them solace and and understanding as best we can at this point what little we do know um and uh that see it gives me super gratification uh, to get these people that come back and and or write me and tell me how much you know they appreciated what we've done for them and and that it's helped them uh, be able to move on in their lives and not get so bogged down in in all of this. So that that I don't know if I answered your question.
0: I think you I think you explored the question beautifully and, and you know what it made me think of. Let me ask a question of myself, and I'm going to ask it of you. Where did your compassion come from? You're a very compassionate
1: human being. Um, uh, that's that's a good. Well, you know, I think it's your upbringing. I really do. I, I I think that you're influenced by what goes on in your family. My parents had a kind of up and down kind of a relationship, and I always managed to get in between. You know the times when it was a bad situation, so to speak and and um uh, you know whether or not that was a, a something that uh made me the way I am today probably did probably did, yeah,
0: I guess it did well, listen, free those of you listening on the free side, we're gonna take another break, but these commercials are very cool and they're fascinating mm-hmm. and fun, and you really should do what we're gonna ask you to do, which is basically buy my books. Buy Les's book and uh, go to opusnetwork.com or uh, dot no, org. 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 I'm so sorry, opusnetwork.org and uh, join Unknown Country too. And if you are an experiencer, Opus is a place to go. There's lots of them, but they're not lots of three or four good places, I think. Is that right? There's a, the experiencer group, is a good group.
1: Mm-hmm uh this
0: yes. is a good group i don't think is there anything else really out there
1: well you know there's the the, the, the MUFON has a group now called the ERT their experience or research uh, or, or resource team which yeah, i they changed at. it from experience yeah. of research
0: recently to experience right. resource team that's right. kathleen
1: martin's group right
0: right kathleen right. is so cool i love kathleen yeah Okay. George, anyway, George- we're going to, we're going to take the break. I'm forcing myself. I'm forcing Les. <laughs> we want to talk. We're taking a break. We'll be right back. Well, we're having a great time today with Les Velez, uh, opusnetwork.org uh, talking about the abduction phenomenon and what is about to happen to the abductees. God help us all. <laughs> oh. uh, as this thing bursts into public view, because I th- Think we're so very close to there, there being an admission on some level that there are bodies, and the next thing is going to be well, what about the abductees? You know, I know uh, Chris Mellon quite well, and I, 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 I'm a, I'm I'm a, a friendly acquaintance. I wouldn't say I'm like an old friend. All we've known <laughs> each other for fifty years. I've known him for a couple of years, and uh, we've had dinner together. And uh, he's a good guy, but he won't interview on my show, hmm. and. Uh, 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 the reason is that he does not want to identify himself with the abduction phenomenon and with the close encounter phenomenon and have to start answering questions of what do you think about this Mm -hmm. and lou elizondo is in this exactly the same position and i agree with them completely i i think that they don't belong on my show or any of the shows of, of being, being run by Close Encounter Witnesses, because it opens them up and forces them into answering questions about something that they probably don't know about. And if they do know about, they certainly don't want to answer the questions. And here's the problem. I know the Air Force and the CIA have known about the abductions for a long time. One of the first things that happened after communion came out was a central intelligence agency man david webb who was also a high high level guy in space sciences started befriended us and started coming out to the cabin and he was a great guy he was a lovely guy and we had a wonderful time together but he was he was frank about the fact that there was an awareness inside that this was happening now this has happened they can't they obviously couldn't or wouldn't do anything about it. But did you hear in Dave, I don't know if you heard David Grush's interview. There was an implication that there may have been some kind of an agreement with these, this presence, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Have we been given to them? Do you think?
1: Well, I think certain people have been given to them. I I mean, you know, it goes back to the Eisenhower administration, supposedly that they did make some kind of agreement with exchange of technology, and you can abduct so many people. But of course, it went—I guess it went sideways, and they so started abducting. Sideways. Yeah, abducting everybody.
0: I asked. I said, "You'd have." I said, "You have no right to do this to me." Mm-hmm. And the answer was very prompt. We do have a right.
1: Hmm.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Was it that agreement or was it some kind of soul agreement?
1: Yeah. I mean, you've heard things about like that, uh, in the past where, yeah, you've made some kind of agreement in a, in a previous life even, or something. And, uh, you know, now this is, you you got to pay up now, so we're going to be taking you. Um, oh, it's, it's so complicated, you know, and there's so many possibilities, uh, of this kind of thing going on. I mean, uh, that, uh, a retired israeli general that wrote a book uh, his name was Haim i believe and yeah. he said yeah we we are we are in cahoots with these these people you know there's bases on the moon mars and but they don't want to out themselves yet because we're not ready you know and so but i think something's going to come about um i interviewed uh, and i don't know if you've ever interviewed uh, uh john ramirez Uh, Oh, yes,
0: I know, John. And he's been on the show a couple times.
1: Oh, good. So he's he's saying right now that there's going to be some major revelation by from people that have stars on their shoulders uh, talking about uh, the fact that, uh, you know, we're not alone and uh, that this is supposed to happen sometime between uh, Labor Day and Thanksgiving Although I just talked to him last week and now he's he's up to probably October. And the way things are going now, I think it's going to be even sooner. Uh, yeah. The
0: visitors always said to me that when the planet gets into, a, into an irrevocable crisis situation, we're going to emerge. And I think that they are scared that there could be an outbreak of nuclear war at any time. Mm-hmm. And also that we're losing the planet as a, as a viable environment. Exactly, and, and that,
1: that that's come up in the support group, uh, which I monitor daily. Um, that they're starting to talk about these kind of things, uh, you know, crises and nuclear war and, and things of that nature. So uh, I hope not. <laughs> well, you know, they're they're awfully the grays, especially, are really testy. I I have
0: only met. I've met the grays and in various forms and I've also met uh, the Nordics once or twice and who were much um, more benign I would say or much less more passive almost. Mm-hmm. But the grays I've known for a long time and um, they're definitely very testy. I, 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 I think that they if they show up, I don't think it's going to be a whole lot of fun.
1: No I, no I
0: what do you think would happen
1: well, you know that that's a good question I mean, so first of all, you know what are they uh you know this uh, biological robotic combination uh of, of some sort they seem to do all the dirty work um uh, when it, when someone has an experience um it's almost like they, all the different uh, entities utilize greys. I mean, when you hear a person being brought on board a craft, you'll, you'll see the greys, of course, that they probably brought that person on board the craft. Uh, and then there's a tall gray. And then there's a mantid type. And then there might be a reptilian or a Nordic. And they all seem to utilize it's like there must be like a universal store out there that they all go to. And, okay, we're going to pick up a couple of these uh, grays to go abduct these people because we don't want to get close to the humans because they're very warlike and they're they're very, you know, nasty and uh, or can be. And they're like uh, hornets. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Man is hornets,
0: and they are, in fact, hornets. Big hornets,
1: <laughs> big hornets. But uh, yeah, so it, I, I, you know, it's your guess is as good as mine as far as if this thing really opens up totally, and and uh, what 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 they have in their mind as far as what the next step is.
0: The greys are so negativistic that the way to get rid of them is not to say, "Get out of my life." That's how to get them deeper into your life. What you say is, I love you. I want you in my life. <laughs> then they're, they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that more than one time. Uh-huh. Let's let's get back to the orbs. And you were just starting to talk about them a bit ago. Uh, and you talked about an orb going into somebody. Let's let's talk about this whole orb thing that seems to be a new phenomenon or or a new way of looking at it.
1: Yeah. Well these you know people have uh, taken photographs of these things uh, for for many many years and uh, you know people were d- discounting them as uh, well it's a uh, it's it's a, a, a particle of dust you know in the camera lens or something like that but of late it, it seems like it's, it's it's starting to happen more and more uh like i said the, the second thing that people are, are talking about are not not only the grays but but the orbs as being a, a definite factor in in their, their experiences uh and i don't know why that is occurring uh you know what what's causing that to be uh Uh, you know years ago it was just like basically one thing a a, a saucer shaped uh, craft and and now we're into all kinds of different shapes um and the same thing now with the entities they're they're all over the place
0: yeah but you know something happened to me years ago i was in the friend's backyard when i was still living in texas and um in san antonio and i was amazing i was communing with my mother i mean it was like she was right there and i was standing with my eyes closed communing with her and someone took a picture of me i was in the backyard at night and when the picture was developed this was before digital photography there's an orb and i'm looking i'm i'm like this with my eyes closed and the orb's right up there right us, uh, right there and i think i thought later that that orb that was my mother I think I was looking at a human soul and it was my mama and she was literally communicating with me. Could it be that these orbs are, are, our, are us?
1: Yes. And and people have talked about that in the support group as well. And and one woman actually had uh, photographs of, of these orbs uh, actually a video of these orbs over her, over her mother's bed uh, who was in the process of dying. And they they showed up and uh, I guess the mother felt that th- that was the relatives coming to visit. Um, so that's another factor. Uh, I think that there's multiple, again, uh, things that seem to be uh, possible as far as what these things are. Like I said earlier, <clears throat> some kind of a portal. Some kind of uh, uh, a device uh, that uh, contains the soul, uh, or or it is the soul. uh, You
0: also said that there was a face of gray. Yes, yes. What if what if we are the grays? What if that's another form of human being? Mm. Sure, it's a wild thought (laughs) and
1: a distinct possibility. I mean, anything is.
0: That's the wonderful thing about being dealing with this right now all cards are on the table everything is possible
1: Absolutely. we don't
0: know answers yet but you know the media and the general public they're not going to like that that's like dropping them into the black hole of calcutta or something
1: yeah, you know, people we- people want answers, and 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 unfortunately, yeah. we we don't have them. We don't have we. It's a lot of conjecture uh, until we maybe pass on to that next level, and that's a whole that's a whole another process where people have near death experiences and and, and uh, have uh, communion with uh, these these light beings that feel so they feel so loving. And uh, they don't want to go back, and then they're told, "Oh no, you have to go back because you have things to do. And yeah. uh, and then they tell you things about your future that actually come true. So that that's a whole nother rabbit hole, if you will.
0: Yeah, both my wife Anne and the <laughs> the uh, near death experiencer Elizabeth Crone, who wrote, wrote the book struck by Lightning. Reported that they were told you can go back if you want to, but you don't have to. Mm. And Anne wanted to go back. And so did Elizabeth because it was both cases. And son, our son and her his girlfriend hadn't gotten married, and she hadn't seen her family started. And uh that's sure. why Anne came back, and Elizabeth mm-hmm. came back to to raise her boys.
1: Isn't that amazing? Isn't that yeah. amazing? yeah <laughs> now there there i think we have some solid evidence about the kind of things that that go on but oh, yeah. again it's it's you know they talk about our field here that uh, oh there's no evidence you know what 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 are, what are implants you know what what is that and then they the, the you know right i'm, Roger I'm wearing Lear... one right here
0: uh, yeah and exactly. it works i use it all the time it's my it's it, it used to be when I first got it, they first put it in. It, it was put in by people, by the way, not and. But my listeners all know the implant story. I'm not going to go into it now. I and mean, I was like, it was like claustrophobia. I was just mm-hmm. desperate to get it out, but my wife kept saying, "Don't do it, Whitley. Let's let's see what it's about. Let's see what it's about first. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, I would. She was the wisest advice. She, she gave me a lot of wise advice, but that was really wise because now it's an essential part of my life it's I, all the books i've written since 2015 when i learned how to use it have been written using it
1: mm. so interesting interesting yeah. so it, it, it's it's how, how do you describe the device then i mean it, what what is it doing to you oh well i not listen we'll talk about that off the
0: air because okay. I, my listeners have all oh, heard okay. that story, okay. but just okay. very quickly, it opens up a a, a little uh, rectangular area in my one of my eyes, and words race past through it. Oh my and goodness! And I have okay. learned that these words will go into my they they are being drawn out of my own unconscious into uh-huh. my conscious mind, okay. and it's like a it's like an it's like a, a muse or or an inspiration mm-hmm. machine.
1: Oh wow! Very good. Very so good. It, it's
0: really very useful and it's a wonderful research
1: tool. Oh, wow. So, be, yeah, and you know, fantastic. I just
0: wish more people had them. <laughs> but, but I only know one one other person who has one, and I'm sure there are other people who have them and use them and don't say anything about it and people who have them and don't know that they have them and use them.
1: And one of the things we you know, we we counsel people about is not to remove them. That we actually say that unless it's bothering them in some, you know, horrible way. Uh, we say, because if you do remove it, most likely it may be replaced and it may be in a place that maybe not as advantageous, yeah. if you will. Uh, yeah. So. I know a guy who got one
0: in the, in his
1: penis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He
0: probably yeah. <laughs> a few of those two. Those are people who they, someone put them in there. They they thought to themselves, this guy is monkey a monkey around with this He's not going to take this out. He's, he's going to leave mm-hmm. this one alone.
1: Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oh my goodness.
0: let me create a scenario. It's three years from now. Uh, it is now known that the abductions happen. And you are being inundated with people who think they've been abducted. A lot of them maybe haven't been. Some of them are seeking attention. Some of them are confused and maybe mentally ill. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of them are real. You are overwhelmed with people. What do you do, Les? How Mm -hmm. does the, how, and I'm talking not about you personally Mm -hmm. only, but this whole community is about to receive a hell of a shock.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. And there's going to be a lot of people uh, coming forward uh, after this is all revealed uh, one of the things you know that we 're trying to do now is to bring on more therapists uh whether they 're you know licensed uh, mental health practitioners and certified hypnotherapists um, that's 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 an ongoing effort that we we're, we're doing um but at the same time, you you know, you bring up people that are seeking attention. And uh, we've we've started a, a group of our own, kind of similar to what uh, MUFON uh, started. Uh, it, we call our group the EST, the Experiencer Support Team. And these are people that have had a lot of experience, not necessarily experiencers, although some of them are, um, to do triage with these people and uh to kind of we you know weed out uh, people that definitely uh probably are you know seeking attention or uh maybe uh looking for uh you know mental health type uh, uh yeah you know help and and so we we, tr- we try to be very conscious of that and and as you say, there's other groups like the Experiencer Group uh, and uh, now the MUFON, ZRT, us. Uh, uh, and there's a new group uh, coming on online called the UAP um, Medical Coalition. And uh, their they're charter, and I'm kind of a, one of the founding members of that one as well. Uh, where we're trying to educate the the medical community as well as the mental health community um, in, in this phenomena. So, and we're trying to do more outreach. Uh, we're also planning to uh, do some lobbying in, in Congress uh, and, and yeah, we're going to need a lot of help. <laughs> we're going to yeah. need a lot of help.
0: I think we're gonna, we, we are indeed a lot of help. Well, free, those of you listening on the free side, we've come to the end of the sh- your part of the show. And I urge you, as always, to subscribe and keep the site going because it depends on you. We do not take outside advertising, um, although I do advertise the books and, and activities of my guests, of course. Uh, Les, before we go, I, in order to avoid having to answer questions... What is that light that keeps going on and off in your in your in your place? There's a light that shines and it goes off and then you push a button. What's it, what's going on in your?
1: You know, my screen it, it seems to black out every once in a while. Are you oh, seeing okay. that? And, yeah, and I don't you, know we why can that see
0: it, the, the, the light changes. Okay, so it's, oh, it's yeah. some kind of a some kind of an ordinary phenomenon, because yeah, I don't want people yeah, to be no, looking. No. What is that? What's going on with him? <laughs> is he got, Is he going to get abducted? Or okay, great. No, uh, no, and no. um, Les' no- organization is opusnetwork.org. Opus Network does have room for you, and uh, if you are interested in joining as a uh, an experiencer or as a support person. They mm-hmm. are available and they do have a program and it's very sensible and it works well. And uh, in addition, there's Les's book, The Unknown Other, a look at how OPUS, the Organization for Paranormal Understanding and Support, came about to help people. And that is exactly what this is all about. This is a man, obviously a very compassionate man, who is there to help. And so, now, that said, we will have a brief moment of silence while, so that our sound guy uh, editor can see where this, the free parts stop, then we will continue on into a little deeper and more personal aspect of this. So I have to ask you, Les, uh, have you actually been abducted or do you have any memory of that?
1: Yeah, I... As I mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, this person said that they saw me on board the craft and then another person said the same thing and, uh, and no conscious recollection of it whatsoever. Uh, I haven't, you know, noticed any implants. I haven't noticed any weird marks on my body. Uh, no. Have you no, looked for implants? Uh, not really. Not really. Nothing is, you know, uh, you know, been obvious to me. Let's put it mm-hmm. that way that I would go searching for it, but uh, no, I, 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 just don't, uh, you know, again, uh, consciously uh, and, and, and during the, the hypnosis sessions, three of them, uh, nothing came up along those lines. And, and so I don't know if that's something that uh, I need to go back into again and uh, try to uh, uh, maybe during a, a, you know, one of the my past lives to look at that particular past life and see if something happened there. Uh, again, this gets so here that gets so involved. There goes that flash. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that screen just blacks out like that. That's weird. But anyway, um, the, um, so no, uh, Willie, I, I, I don't, you know, have any recollection whatsoever of, of, of being, but this this field has fascinated me ever since I you know I was 11 years old and and so um I've I've always been very much interested and kind of had an inner inner feeling that this is very real uh this this is not some uh figment of our imagination uh it's it's more it's more solid uh so I uh, you know
0: yeah, you know, it, it, many, many people see UFOs when they're kids and uh, and saw UFOs when they were kids of your age and at the same time you were seeing them. But not many of them ended up doing what you're doing. Hmm. Because this takes, this takes commitment and an intense level of interest. And that fascinates me. And what fascinates me the most is that you can't point to anything that drew you. I mean, except Stanton, who was an excellent lecturer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But this has pretty much become your life, hasn't it?
1: Really, it has. You know, since I've retired, uh, you know, I was doing this since '94, or actually '91 when I joined Mufon, um, and um, it it's 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 been consuming. Uh, that that's for sure. I mean, I'm I'm doing something with regard to Opus every day. Uh, whether it's uh, monitoring the uh, the support group uh, uh putting people in the support group um, and then we have some really good people on board now that are are vetting uh mental health practitioners uh, and and uh, uh hypnotherapists uh, to put into our referral network and uh, so we have you know the uh support group the uh referral network and now the EST group uh, the triage group uh and and it 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 there's all kinds of things going on we're in the process of uh redoing our website uh and we hope that it's going to be more you know, even more friendly uh and uh more useful and uh have a lot more information to uh put out there uh, for people I I tell you I just can't believe where we are right now and where we're going to be within probably 6 months if not sooner. Uh it it's just going Where would to you be. say
0: we would be in 6 months?
1: Where would we be? Yeah. I I I think we're going to have definite uh uh you know confirmation if you will of the fact that uh from Impeccable sources that we have crashed UFOs, we have bodies, uh, and that people are communicating with these entities. I think I think this is all going to come out. It's all going to come out,
0: I, I, and I think that we're going to be in a situation where those of us who are we're going to be because if if what comes out is uh, materials bodies and craft but not anything about interaction Mm. we're going to be in a and that might happen because the interaction part of it is the real elephant in the room uh those of us who are in this situation are going to be in another kind of pickle because you know we're going to be kind of overlooked and we are actually the people with the most immediate needs because, you know, you and I are comfortable with the idea of abductions, but there are a lot of people, and I'm guessing there are even people in the Opus group and the other experiencer groups, who when this becomes more concrete, it's hmm. going to change their whole attitude and they're going to need more support. hmm I, I, that would be my guess.
1: Yeah, I think there, there's certainly a, a group of people that will probably feel that way. Uh, I've already had, uh, um, you know, people talking about the fact that, well, this vindicates us now in a, in a way, or it's yeah, coming it's down, it does. And, and 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 so uh, I, it's a mixed bag. It's it's definitely a mixed bag, and and we just I just hope that the majority of people handle this well. And, and uh, you know, in a, in a uh, more educated way, if you will, um, and, and not have this conscious dissonance uh, with regard to this whole topic. And, you know, so many people get up in the morning, uh, have breakfast, go to work, come home at night, have dinner, watch a little TV, go to bed, and same thing, on and on and on, and never even think about this or or, or the possibility of anything yeah. Most like people this. are like that. Yeah. But
0: then there are these people like that like your members of your group Mm -hmm. who have been open to a new world and they're, uh, they become incredible and people, I know, Mm -hmm. I know many, many close encounter witnesses for years and I have literally watched the trajectory, the same trajectory I've lived of going from being very feeling very oppressed to having this very large scale New vision of reality, mm-hmm. uh and it—you know—as I said earlier, I wouldn't trade it for anything now. But if you'd asked me in 1988 what whether or not I wanted it to happen, I would just laugh in your face. I was, <laughs> of course, not.
1: Yeah, and I tell you, your book—you know, communion—that—that that set off more people. It was yeah. incredible. I mean, I've had so many people in the support group say, "Yeah, that." When I saw that book in a bookstore, that was it the the the, I, the face
0: this face yeah, yeah, it's yeah. right here oh, oh my, my goodness, goodness. <laughs> this face where where are we yeah there you triggered. go triggered Th- this is oh. this is the this is the image of first contact yeah this this face triggered first contact and uh believe me oh i wish i could say well you know well, I was actually <laughs> in touch with them and i understood i didn't understand a damn thing i was just trying to get a por- portrait painted that looked kind of like what i saw and it looks exactly like it's kind of like what i saw right what the the shape of the face doesn't matter it's those eyes oh yeah the eyes that's what the trigger was and i had no damn idea whatsoever that that would happen interestingly enough i do think there was one person in this whole thing who did know and that was my wife ann back there Mm -hmm. Anne was probably some kind of an angel i you wouldn't have known it to know her i mean she was a wonderfully brilliant uh, fun humorous sometimes very obstreperous human being in you know just a normal person mm-hmm. but she's the one who said we've got to call it communion because that's what it is about and how could she know that in 1986 but <sighs> she did
1: yeah what you know our wives uh and i'm sorry for your loss by the way um thank you I just lost my wife of 52 years this past year. And so you're,
0: uh, you're in the, you're in the club. Yes, I not, am. Not a good club to be in. No, it's not, at, all. Not,
1: not at all. And, uh, my wife was very supportive. Uh, she, she believed that we're not alone in the universe, but, uh, beyond that, that, that was it for, as far as the interest went. But, uh. No, they're remarkable people and we're so happy to have had the opportunity to be with them while we while we you know we were able yes, to Yes,
0: exactly. You know, I wear both rings because I mm-hmm. I consider that we're down to one body, but we're mm-hmm. still both still working together.
1: Oh, that's great. That's great. Good, yeah. good for you, uh, really.
0: The the uh the you know you mentioned and I can't I haven't we haven't really unpacked this yet. You mentioned the orbs going into people. Mm, right. Tell us more about
1: that. Yeah, it it, it seems like that th- this they th- have they have the capability to uh, integrate uh into your body or through your body. Uh and and in most cases uh either it's benign or in some places it's harmful. In some cases it's harmful. In some
0: uh, cases, it's good. Possible. And
1: in some cases, it's good. I mean, Kathleen Martin had a case that she talked about, I think, in one of her books uh, where uh, they had video of, of the, uh, or entering this gentleman's body and he had cancer. And it was pretty, pretty well advanced. And after this episode, um, shortly thereafter, uh, I guess he went for his normal checkup and it was gone. <laughs> and, uh. I was flying back from a conference, uh, in Richmond, Virginia. It was a MUFON conference. This is many years ago. And I happened to be sitting next to uh, a doctor who turned out to be the head of uh, St. Jude hospital. <laughs> and we just started making small talk and, uh, and she found out that what I was doing and she was kind of interested. And so she said, you know, I've, I've got some interesting stories. Uh, I don't know if you want to hear it. And I said, of course. And, uh, she was saying that before she was involved with St. Jude Hospital that uh, uh, she was working at a, another hospital and uh, they had a cancer patient and uh, they were uh, going to be operating on her uh, the following morning after they uh, they brought her in. And uh, the woman said to the team that came in to take her into the OR is, uh, uh, I, you don't need to do this. Uh, I'm, o- I'm okay now. And so (laughs) they said, what what do you mean? He says, well, they came last night and they took care of it. And so they thought she was just freaking out and didn't want to have the operation. So, but they decided that because of how litigious our country is, they better check her out. And so they took her into the yard, did an x-ray and sure enough, the cancer was gone. It was gone. Wow. (laughs) And so you know whatever they did uh and there's many stories like that of healings that go on and, and in some case
0: <laughs> i remember those stories very well and how i begged for it to happen to Anne, yeah but it didn't yeah yeah i know and I... that you know and i've done so much work for them mm-hmm. and i thought to myself i I deserve this, and she deserves it because she's Mm -hmm. a good woman and she's Mm -hmm. got a lot of life left in her. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But then she passed on, and a whole new level opened up in my life because she came back so provably. I ended up writing that book, Afterlife Revolution, about it. Mm. And I have now got an ongoing, very, very uh, identifiable and clear relationship with her. Oh, that that's is, great. is right in the edge of the physical world. Hmm. And I thought to myself, you know, before uh, six months before she died, she started preparing and she started getting me to, to, uh, to memorize this poem song of the wandering Angus that has some lines in it about white moths and the white moth has become her avatar.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. And she's, the only dead person I know who's got an avatar and in that av- never someone who is involved in this stuff and knows about Anne. the white moth comes into their life. They realize that it's Anne, and they can, and Anne will, it's very proactive. Oh, that's so, great. You know, this, and, and the other thing is, and I want to get into this before we're finished because we only got about 10 or 15 minutes left. Uh, she said something very important. Uh, one day she came out of her office and says Whitley, this has something to do with what we call death. And I mean that is that is not something the old MUFON wanted here. No. 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 They were definitely nuts and bolts and yeah. you know, like I remember Bud when he first came over to the house, he went up to the roof to see whether or not it was big enough for a UFO to land on. <laughs> and, you know, we laugh now, but it was a very serious issue in Taiwan. Yeah, and, yeah sure. He was, he was a pioneer, and you can't uh-huh. expect the pioneers to be right about everything. Uh-huh. But um, uh, but he, and he was trying hard. Boy, that guy, he was all alone in, with this for a long time. Okay, anyway, um, uh, what does it have to do with the dead, do you think? Because something is there, she's right about that.
1: Yeah, I I th- I think that all of this is part of a large puzzle. Um and it but it it's all connected in some way shape or form. Um you know, near death experiences, death experiences, uh abduction experiences, it's 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 all part of of a a, a uh, something that we don't fully understand. Maybe I don't even know if beyond, that's a good question to ask her. You know, w- once you're in the, on the other side, is is things more clear or are there more understanding available? Um, I, I, yeah, I, that I, that would be a question I would ask her. Yeah, I will ask her.
0: I ask her a lot of questions, and the answers don't come. I'm not a channeler. Mm-hmm. I'm no good at that kind of thing. I wish I could, but uh, I the main thing I can channel is my own damn imagination. You mm-hmm. know. <laughs> and uh so but if she's going to answer a question she has to do it in a way that is convincing to me and she will if if she wants to she does mm-hmm. that all the time that happens all the time
1: that's fantastic so
0: what about funding uh mm-hmm. opus network yeah. must need how do you get funding
1: through donations uh, that's the that's our primary uh avenue what we do when a, we bring a person into the uh, support group uh, we don't charge for anything by the way yeah, no. No, nothing um but we we ask their you know if if they they can uh if they could donate something um, that would be very much appreciated and mm-hmm. there are times when we get unbelievable donations that just blow me away, <laughs> you know, and, and so I'm so grateful for that. And these people that, uh, help us support our mission. Um, uh, and that's how we have basically survived. very low key. We've been very low key. Um, you know, I, I used to, uh, before COVID, I, I, I used to attend, you know, various, uh, set, you know, conferences and things like that. And, and uh, since now my, my wife passed away, I've been kind of, you know, not in that mode, but I need to do that again and get out. Like I, I didn't go to contact in the desert. Uh, and I think the uh, experiencer group uh, was there. Uh, they had a table and then they also, uh, facilitated the experiencer meetings. Uh, and that's great. And that's, that's the kind of thing that we need to do more of, uh, to get the word out that we are out there. We, you know, we are here to help people and, uh, but yeah, donations are pretty much it. Uh, and so. Uh, uh, if any of you out there have the <laughs> inclination to donate, we'd appreciate it.
0: Well, that, that is very moving, in, but it also brings up my mind the battle of the experiencer groups. Uh, are you going to end up in competition,
1: do you think? Well, you know, you brought up something earlier, and this is something that we've been talking about, is that we need to uh, connect with all these groups. Okay, we have some kind of a you know informal uh, you know meeting of the minds uh, that uh, hey we're here to help you know let's let's help each other uh, and and you know you're dealing with egos too uh, unfortunately uh, that uh, get in the way. But uh, we we have been open to working with anybody. Uh, matter of fact, we do work with MUFON, uh, the ERT group. We share we share uh, information as far as uh, therapists. Uh, so we we have basically a list that uh, we've come up with, and we've shared it with them, and they share ours theirs with us. And uh, as we bring on new people, we 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 send them their way, uh, and that's what we need to do with all these groups uh and and not be in competition per se but to matter of fact i was just looking at the experiencer group uh, website uh yesterday and uh uh it's it's a great site they, they've done a very professional job and they've got some named like you know leslie kane and uh, a whole bunch of other people that are you know uh, quite uh, notable um uh, and we haven't we haven't gone down that route. We've just been mainly focused on trying to help people and and not do anything too dramatic. But I you know maybe something we should be thinking of in the future. But we can also send people to these other and we've done that. Uh, there's various parts of the paranormal you know like kundalini awakening spiritual awakening uh poltergeist activity where we actually send people to other organizations that uh specialize in that and as it turned out for whatever reason we've been mo- mostly because of the way the people have you know the types of people that have contacted us are more involved with the experiencer contact abduction contact you know uh experience yeah. uh than anything else
0: well, I think that there's there's a place for probably more than two or three groups in this. Oh. And uh, that that everybody is going to find their niche. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so I think it's it probably will work very fine because nobody's looking to make any money on it. And therefore, oh, no. there's <laughs> going to be a limited amount of competition. It's going to be mainly about people finding the place they're most comfortable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so the shockwave is coming less we'll and i'm gonna have jay on on uh king on the show too and i got i want to have kathleen back and a, a lot of people in this i want some experiencers to step up i know i've got some that have already stepped up and wanted to come on the show because we have to it's time to for us to really concentrate on this stuff okay thank you very much for being with us opus network folks opus network Dot org. Uh, if you are inclined to explore your own experiences with professional support, Opus Network is a good place to go. The Unknown Other as well, Mr. Lester Velez, author, has written this, and it is a open mind-opening experience to read. You will understand a lot more about the whole process of close encounter witnesses and working with them once you read that book. And if you are a, a uh, uh, therapist and interested in these people, I think that book is a very important place to go. Thank you, Les. It's been wonderful.
1: Thank you, Whitley. I really appreciate it. Thank you Me so too. much. And
0: the light does too. The light <laughs> on our side. Bye bye now. Bye bye. You've been listening to Dreamland. Be sure to tune in again next week. Dreamland is brought to you by UnknownCountry.com and its family of subscribers. Our theme music is The O of Pleasure by Ray Lynch. Unknown Country was founded by Ann Streber. Our news editor is Matthew Frizzell. Our coordinator is Amy Safrankova. Whitley Streber is your Dreamland host. And I'm your announcer, Ted Alexander.